Hey friends, welcome back to episode number four of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about personal responsibility and challenging normal in online business. In particular, we're going to be talking about taking our own personal responsibility so that we can challenge what is normal in online business. Last week, when I introduced you to this episode, I labeled it the rise of bullshit business coaching. And whilst I do believe there is a lot of bullshit, I know that we need to take responsibility for listening to our intuition, probably learning how to listen to our intuition again, and then also getting curious and asking questions and challenging what we see in the online business space as normal. Those strategies, tactics, behaviors that have become normalized, have become part of business coaching. They have been channeled down through generations of business coaches. They become normalized. And it's only really this past year that I have started to see the challenge of this become a normal conversation, right? So in the online space, I started to see more and more business owners questioning and challenging these tactics and finding new ways of building their businesses. And this is about us. We can blame the people who came before us, but it won't change if we don't get curious. And it also starts with episodes like today showing you where those tactics have failed us and what we can do instead. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going through five business tactics that need to be left in the past. And I'm going to be sharing with you what we can be doing instead. And I'm going to be leaving you with a little challenge to help you become more and more aligned with your marketing, with your strategies and tactics inside of your own business. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online marketing and business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights storyteller, Pinterest strategist, visibility coach, and CEO of Content Alchemy Marketing, a non-traditional marketing agency for creative business owners who don't want to compromise their creative integrity to make money. Get ready because each week we're having the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. And you'll learn how to create intention and connection behind your content marketing so that you can sell without selling out. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so before we get into these five business tactics that need to be left in the past, I wanted to let you know about a free masterclass I am hosting on October 20th. This masterclass is designed to show you how you can turn your small 
Instagram following into a sustainable business. It's called From Small to Sustainable, and you'll learn how you can attract and engage your idle clients on Instagram so that you can build a sustainable online business without so much overwhelm. Now, if you haven't gathered over these last few episodes, I am not an influencer. I am not an Instagram expert, but I'm a business owner who has managed to leverage Instagram to help me build a sustainable, profitable online business. So the masterclass is going to be taking place on October 20th. It's completely free. And if you don't know, I do things a little bit differently. So the first thing I want you to know is that I will be sharing my membership with you at the end of the class because I am a business owner and I have products. And my membership is actually always open. We're going to be talking about that a little bit in today's episode, but my membership is always open. There is no kind of curtain that it's hidden behind. You can join at any time. But I also know that sometimes we want to really understand what we're going to get from a program or a membership or an offer. So I will be letting you know about my membership, but this is not a 60-minute pitch fest. I hate those kinds of masterclasses, webinars, whatever you want to call them. Again, something we'll be chatting about today's episode. I really don't like those kinds of masterclasses that promise to teach you something, but it's a full pitch. This is not a pitch fest. We do things differently. So whether or not my membership, the Get Shit Done Society, is right for you, you will leave with at least three aha moments. So you can head to melanienights.com forward slash small to get all of the details and save your seat. Um, I'll also link to this in the show notes so that you can check it out and jump in and grab a spot before October 20th. So as I said, today's episode, we're going to be talking about personal responsibility, rather taking that personal responsibility for ourselves. And my hope for today is that I'm able to share with you these five business tactics that we really need to be leaving behind and how we can build more alignment into our businesses. So the first tactic is the no like, and trust factor. If you have been in business for any length of time, I guarantee you know what the no like, and trust factor is, or you've heard of it. You've heard coaches talk about this because this is one of the first things that I learned in my own business, the no like, and trust factor, this like little thing that was going to help my audience get to know me. They were going to love me and then they were going to trust me and they were going to buy from me and it was going to make me all this money. It didn't. And As we have navigated this year and as we head into 2021 and beyond, likability is no longer a viable marketing tool. All right, I'm just going to draw my line in the sand right now. Likability is no longer a viable marketing tool because you can like somebody and they can teach you absolutely nothing. Or you can like somebody and what they're teaching doesn't actually work for you because there is no correlation between someone's likability factor and their ability to help you get results, right? There is no direct correlation between those two things. So how do we build this connection between knowing and trusting? Well, it is just that. It is all about connect, connection, connecting, right? Because look, let's just assume if you're investing in coaching, or a membership or a program of some kind, you probably like the person. I think that's a given. But the connection that we feel between ourselves and this person is so much more powerful. There are people I like, 
that I have zero connection to. And that means I have no real reason to connect with them. I have no real reason to engage with their content or to invest with them with my time or energy or money. And I think it's really naive of us to continue thinking that if we can be likable, that people will just spend their money with us. It just doesn't work like that anymore. And what's also really interesting is so much of what we see, so many of the people who are teaching this know, like, and trust factor that's really outdated now, it's the same, it's typically the same people who take ourselves, we we stop knowing, liking, and trusting ourselves. That's what I'm trying to say, right? So we need to know and like and trust ourselves. We need to know and connect and trust with ourselves so that we can actually connect with our audience, right? We've, We've been taught not to listen to our intuition. We've been taught that to look outside of ourselves for answers. But the problem is when we look outside of ourselves, we start to become misaligned. And so often, we are looking for something new, something else, something shiny to really help us grow our business or to, you know, band-aid this kind of hole in our business, but really it's an alignment issue. It's not a strategy issue. So the second business tactic is fake FOMO. (laughs) People don't want to be bullied into purchasing right? And so often urgency and FOMO is delivered in this very bullish way. But we just, we don't want that anymore. We don't want to be told that it's limiting beliefs, our money stories, these are our problems. If we won't put money on a credit card, then, well, we have a money problem. We shouldn't invest. Like, no, that's just bullshit, right? Especially if your consumers have been burned before, you need to allow them time to make decisions. You need to be transparent about pricing and how they can work with you. There shouldn't be loopholes and you know, inconsistencies. There shouldn't be hidden buttons or hidden pricing. Be transparent. It's so interesting to me that we still are debating whether or not to put price tags on our signing pages or on our sales pages. Personally, yes, we should. Unless, no, not even unless, If even if you create customized packages and maybe every client is different, it is in my business, right? I create custom, custom client packages. But I know what the benchmark is. I know what the lowest package would start from. So even if you just tell people transparently, my packages start at X amount of dollars, you are allowing them to make a decision straight away as to whether or not they can work with you. Making someone jump through hoops, book a call, go through a 45-minute conversation with you, only to then find out that they cannot afford you, that is not okay. And it is a waste of time for both of you. And you might be the best, you might think that you're the best salesperson in the world and that you can, it's fine, I can turn it around. If somebody can't afford you because they do not have that money and your only option is to tell them that it is a money story and to believe in themselves and have trust and faith, sure, we all have those situations. But that, there was a big difference between 
believing in someone and believing that somebody can make the money back and helping them versus telling them that it's their problem and that they should put on a credit card. And so FOMO and urgency needs to be done thoughtfully and inclusively. There needs to be a level of inclusivity when we are putting our marketing out into the world and using urgency and FOMO to do it because nobody wants to feel bullied or ashamed when making big investments. The third tactic is hidden audiences. And this is something I have seen more and more over the last last little bit in online business. It tends to come up in marketing. It tends to appear when someone's trying to sell a Instagram marketing course or an email marketing course. They will tell you that they don't have a website and they built their six or seven figure business from one platform. Or they'll tell you that it's all in the list and that you need a list. And what if your social media goes away tomorrow, which is not going to happen. And a lot of the time we hear about how this is where they made their money. This is the platform. But this is often the exception and not the rule. And what I see is so many of these marketers talking in this way, but what actually happens is they have a hidden audience. They actually you know, they'll say, oh, I only had like a few thousand followers on Instagram, which by the way, takes a really long time to get to a few thousand followers on Instagram organically. But they, what they're not telling you is they actually had an email list of 800 people who were super engaged or the person who has a small email list has a big following elsewhere. So the point being that everyone starts at zero and yes, a small audience is actually more fulfilling and is still sustainable, but I don't see audience size as being a good enough marketing tactic or tool. And hiding how many followers you have elsewhere feels really, really disingenuous. You're hiding the truth. And so if your marketing tool is to talk about the size of your audience or the lack of size in your audience, then perhaps, perhaps the transformation is not going to work for everyone. So the next tactic is uh, teaching that hustle-free entrepreneurial life. Like I feel like entrepreneurial burnout is a rite of passage. It's not healthy. I am not saying that we should all be going through it and that it's a wonderful feeling. I found it this year is not fun. But when we go through that entrepreneurial hustle, when we go through what can sometimes be that burnout, it allows us to step back. It allows us to have a clear idea of what we want our businesses to look like going forward. What do we want to feel like? What do we want to do? What do we want our marketing to look like? How do we want to support our audience or our clients? Right? You honestly cannot teach everyone to not work hard. In fact, for me, hard work is it's one of my values. It's like a taught value from my family, from my parents. And I don't know any other way to work. And for some people, hard work is the only way. So instead... What really is important is for us to look at how we can integrate our hard work into our lives. 
right? So how do we integrate our hard work and those ethical and that ethic uh, and that value into our lives instead of trying to fit our lives into our business? That is where we go wrong, right? That is where we go wrong when we are trying to fit our life into our business. But let's remember that who are we without our business, right? That's really important. It's a really important question is who are you without your business? Because so often we forget who we are without our business. Our business becomes our life. And I get it. But we want to think about how we can integrate in other ways. And the last tactic is, I see this more and more, is teaching passive income. Specifically, I see the figure $10,000 months, right? 10K months and how to build that passive income of 10K a month. Do you realize how much $10,000 a month is? Like no one is saying they don't want that. No one is saying they don't want $10,000 a month. Nobody is sitting here saying I don't want a six-figure business, but $10,000 a month in passive income, that's a big amount of money. And what I see so, so often, and I have fallen for, is that the 10K month has a $6,000 ad spend. And that just happened to be ignored on the sales page. So, you know, we forget to actually disclose the fact that an ad budget is required to make that $10,000. $10,000. For most of us, that is a large amount of money to make that passively, i.e. when we're not working or when we're sleeping or whatever it might look like. That is a big amount of money to be making and it's amazing. And and yes, I want to be able to make that kind of money each month and certainly would love to make it passively. But again, for so many business owners, that is not possible and it is not possible straight out the door. Again, it's going to be the exception, not the rule. And not disclosing that that money comes from an ad spend or even that ad spend or an ad budget is involved is unethical. Your audience needs transparency. And if you can't be honest and transparent with your audience about how they will need to, what they will need and how they will achieve this transformation, then I call bullshit because maybe the transformation isn't so transformative. So one of the things that has really stood out to me is how this happened? How did we end up here? How did we end up in this place where these kinds of tactics became normalized? And I'm actually going to just reference um, Maggie Patterson from Small Business Boss. She created this wonderful infographic on her Instagram feed. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. She took everything I had been thinking so long and made this incredible carousel post this infographic that went through what she called the circles of indoctrination. Uh, She explains how it started with one coach, right? At some point in the not so far, not so distant past, it started with one coach who taught a handful of coaches. And then each of those coaches went and taught a handful more. And this has gone on for probably seven, eight, maybe 10 years. 
And over time, in every single year, someone is teaching a group full of coaches how to grow and sustain and build a business. And it happens in these circles. And I see this in my own entrepreneurial journey. When I first started my business back in 2016, I invested in coaching straight away because I did not know what I was doing. And I genuinely didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I did not know what CTA was. I did not, I did not know who Gary Vaynerchuk was. Now I don't really care who Gary Vaynerchuk is, but the point being, <laughs> the point being is that I was introduced to this new world, this online business world. And when I look back, I see that every year, even if I invested in new coaches, I was still staying within my circles. And I think we stay in our circle because it feels safe. We kind of, instead of going forward, we move from side to side, right? So we go from one coach to another, but it's not propelling us forward. It's taking us kind of to one side. Um, maybe that coaching package is packaged a little bit different. Maybe it's labeled slightly different. Maybe that person is more niche down, but we're only seeing the same tactics being shared over and over again. In my business, what happened was I just started to believe that this was all me, that this is all I'm being taught and it doesn't work for me. So I must be the problem. And it was only when I stopped working with business coaches a couple of years ago, I suddenly opened up to all these other people who I didn't know existed, these other ways of doing things, these more ethical ways of doing things. And I started to learn from people who were doing things that I really wanted to do, who had businesses that felt really great and ethical and were making a positive impact. Because when we are just taught the same things over and over again, we hear the same language, we see the same people, and they likely just look like us. It is our responsibility to at some point wake up and realize that that is not what we have to do. We don't have to stay in these circles, right? We don't question it because it becomes normalized. And what I have seen is so many business owners over the years just stop building a business. These people have incredible skills and things aren't working. Things feel hard. They're not making any money and they've invested so much into learning. So they stop and that's totally okay. But I also wonder how many businesses would potentially have survived in the online space if we hadn't built this circles of indoctrination. Right? And this is what has happened with many of these tactics that I've shared with you today. They became normalized. You cannot take a scroll through Instagram without seeing a six-figure coach or a coach who helps other six-figure coaches. <laughs> it has become normalized. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, you know, I could blame, we could blame those who went before us, but it requires an individual response. It requires us to stop, to listen to our intuition because that bitch knows what's up and then make choices based on that. 
not making choices out of sheer loyalty or fear of not being liked. And so I really want to encourage you to question those tactics that feel hard, heavy, or questionable. Ask questions, get curious, find mentors and peers who are doing things in a different way. And it might be the completely opposite way that we, the way in which you have been taught, right? This is a really common theme that comes up inside of my membership because I'm not buying into the post more, grow more strategy. And I don't really teach you anything. I'm a guide. I am the worst best friend that you didn't know you even needed because I will lovingly challenge you. I will lovingly challenge you when I see you're shooting on yourself or you're focusing on a strategy or area of your business that isn't making you money and you don't enjoy it, but you've been told that you have to do it. I will lovingly challenge you when I see that come up because that's exactly what I needed from somebody. Right now, inside of my membership, we are running a challenge and I want to, I want to leave you with this thought today. If you only had 60 minutes per day to work in your business, what would move the dial? What would make the biggest difference in your business? Because so often there is like one, two, maybe three things in our businesses that really make move the dial that we can say, yes, this makes me money and I enjoy it. And those really are things we should be focusing on, the things that make us money and the things that we really enjoy. And yet we don't do them. <laughs> Instead, we focus on the things that are safe and easy. We check our inboxes, we scroll through Instagram. So this is a challenge that we're doing inside of my membership for the whole of October every week. I'm challenging everybody to really think about that question, answer it, and then do it. Do the damn thing. Do the thing that's going to move the dial for you. And I'm challenging you. And I want you to, I want you to tell me, I want you to come over to Instagram and let me know. What is that one thing that you could spend 60 minutes on per day this week that's going to move the dial in your business? You can find my handle in the show notes. Come over. I will make you accountable. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have been able to get curious, ask better questions, and start to look at how we can each take responsibility for these challenges that we're seeing in the online business, these tactics that have become normalized. Before I finish up today, I want to leave you with one of my favorite outlaw quotes from one of the originals, Waylon Jennings. The quote is, there is always one more way to do things, and that's your way. And you have the right to try it at least once. That quote is one of my favorites. When I heard this a year or so ago, I just felt this deep connection because I needed to feel that and live that and embody that in my business. The quote always reminds me that if I feel aligned with the work that I am doing, then it is always the right path for me to be on. 
And I want to leave you with that today. So thank you for tuning in. And until next time, Outlaws. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you've enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to join me for my upcoming masterclass from small to sustainable, where I'll show you how to turn your small Instagram following into a sustainable business. You'll learn how you can attract and engage your idle clients on Instagram so you can build a sustainable online business without all the overwhelm. If you haven't noticed, I am not an influencer and I am not an Instagram expert either. I am a business owner who managed to leverage Instagram to help me build a sustainable and profitable online business. We will start by squashing the three Instagram myths that are keeping you stuck. And I'll teach you my signature content alchemy framework that's going to help you swerve all of the bullshit, challenge you to think differently and show you how to connect your story to your social content. Now, full transparency, I'll be sharing my membership with you at the end of the class, but this is not a 60-minute pitch fest. We do things differently. So whether or not the Get Shit Done Society, my monthly membership for simple and stress-free content creation, is right for you, you will leave with at least three aha moments. I promise. Pinky promise. You can head to melanienights.com forward slash small to get all of the details and save your seats. Oh. And there's a replay because there is always going to be a replay because we're busy. I'll see you there.